Welcome to Out Loud on the Download. I'm Moko, joined by Loco, and today we're going to bring you debunking fake news during the pandemic. Hey Moko, thank you for that. So yes, we are today debunking fake news during this pandemic. And it's actually really funny how I don't say that fake news is something new in the country or something new in the society. But all I'd want to say is that one, you can't have fake news because my understanding of news is something substantiated, you know, something that is well known. There are well-founded facts and um, information is right. So when it becomes fake news, then it loses its luster. So it's no longer news. So I don't know what to term it, but I wouldn't go so much as to say fake news because when you say fake news, you're you're robbing news of whatever stature that it already has in the society. So my first angle with this will be looking at the law that surrounds this issue. So earlier on in Kenya around... Back in 2017, we had the Computer and Cyber Crimes Act, which was actually then a bill. And we had um, the Bloggers Association of Kenya, which went to court to dispute the decision to sign it into a bill. And that was because a lot of the clauses in it were creating offenses that were not in line with the Constitution of Kenya. So fast forward to 2020, and here you have a rapid emergence of alerts via WhatsApp, via Twitter, via Facebook, so very uh, many various platforms on the new pandemic and what are some of the effects, the myths, you know, so much, so much information around COVID-19 was really being spread around. And you know how our families, especially WhatsApp groups, you'll just enter uh, into your WhatsApp chat and you'll find either a group from your family and you'll find something like uh, forwarded has received information on COVID or forwarded has received new information on COVID. You know, so much was really being spread, especially early on in, I believe, March when we discovered that the pandemic was with us here in Kenya. So um, you find that later in May, our president actually signed the bill because in November 2017, the, the Bloggers Association of Kenya was not successful, but the court agreed that they would hold off on the matter until the provisions of the act itself were in line with the Constitution of Kenya. So here we are, as I said, fast forwarded, we're in 2020. And the situation is one that demands us to, you know, ensure that there's accurate information within the society. So, yeah, the president decided to sign the bill into law. So now it's a law. And still there are a lot of controversies on whether most of the provisions are in line with the Constitution. But I'd like to think that maybe the reason why it was passed to law was because, you know, the, the rate at which the fake news was spreading Again, I cringe at me mentioning it as fake news, but it is what it is. So in the effort to curb or mitigate the effects of the spread of fake news, then the law had to be passed. And here we are. And around the world, we're not the only ones that passed it this year. We had Malaysia that passed it in April. 
and with them they have actually had successful convictions as in Kenya the last i had were a couple of people were nabbed by DCI but the matter didn't go that far and so here we are so maybe what i'd want to hear from you moko is what do you think is the stand on the whole issue of fake news in Kenya <laughs> definitely i'm getting on this train of trying to uphold the sanctity behind the meaning of news itself so what's the state's position in this since coronavirus came or emerged till now we are getting information from left right center i was reading a blog and it states that apparently family groups are the number one or highest target of spreading misguiding news it's funny because you mentioned it and then i just remember that i was like wow so we've seen a lot of confusion we've seen a lot of scrambling in the beginning because of all this um misinformation going around the panic so this is what the government is trying to rein in basically in the recent weeks for example uh, who has recruited tech companies and also social media to aid in combating spread of misguiding information so because it's this viral and it's not like the government can send its agents to everyone's house and and stand there the whole day um policing you to see whether you you're typing the right thing you know so the only way that they can do this is through being creative meaning you have to recruit uh, people who understand this developers etc so uh the first thing that Kenya has the Kenyan government has thought of doing is launching an information website or <clears throat> yeah a hub where you can get credible information to mirror that from directly from the ministry of health and also Kenya has started this hashtag komesha corona you've seen the posters by ministry of health which gives like frequent timely updates on their timeline on twitter you've seen how um the government has really emphasized that kenyans should rely on on tv reports on news but then it comes down to credible information at the end of the day because you might find information out there from credible sources eg who websites the journalists out there even independent journalists who are able to research and find the correct information on covid on how to keep yourself safe etc such things these are the sources that we should be finding or getting our information from So I think those are the few ways that our government is trying to to combat um infodemic as they say even though it's it's pretty tough to have a hold on it as as a government because the internet is vast the internet is something we cannot even see but yeah they're trying so what effect the spreading of 
misguiding information does to us. I've talked of the confusion that went on because of this. So enlighten us more. Moko. First and foremost, you've called me Moko. <laughs> How self-centered of you. <laughs> anyway, uh, first I'd like to go back on what you mentioned about WhatsApp groups and the biggest perpetrator of misguided information are our aunties, our mothers, and our fathers on WhatsApp. I'm telling you, anything happens. I remember, for me, my dad used to send me a lot of videos, commentaries, and I'm just thinking, um, Dad, <laughs> do you know whether any of these are substantiated information? And then um, in the WhatsApp group for the family now, you find my aunties would send, you know, clips and those articles. And at the back of your mind, like, we're all laughing, but at the end of the day, we're also furthering the spread of the misguided information. So I'd say when it comes to the effect of spreading fake news, first, again, I'm saying fake news, misguided information Ah, you see how the society brands something and that's the name that we go with? So anyway, misguided information is like bushfire or a wild horse that can't be tamed. Like once you've lit the fire in evil, it'll just go <laughs> and blow up one way or another. I don't know um, if maybe I can I can remind you of how rumors in... Back in the day, like in high school or primary, when someone would come up with something about you, and maybe that's like around noon, and by four, the whole school knows about it, and you're just wondering how. And mind you, that's in school when there's no, there's no use of any gadgets. It's just information being spread by word of mouth. Now imagine a situation where information is being spread through gadgets. Gadgets which move so fast, you know? So, um, anyway, I'd say one of the effects of spreading misguided information is that one, most times, more, more often than not, you find it results in a lot of harm. And not just to the individual, but to the society at large. So imagine a situation where, let's say, in your estate, or just a group of friends, whereby each one of you has a different side of the story concerning the epidemic. Then each one of you is fueling their story. So it gets to a point when each one of you goes back home you have a story from Jerry, you have a story from Nekesa, you have a story from Karaoke, you have a story from, you know, All Watch. And here you are, all of you, going back to respective area, areas which you live and furthering those stories to people whom you meet with. So it ends up becoming a situation where no one has the right information and you find that... One, there's a lot of anxiety because no one knows what's actually right. Two, there's nothing worse than having an ignorant society whereby people don't even know the real truth 
but people are just fueling the story. Then, the other effect of uh, spreading misguided information is psychology. You know, psychologically speaking, you have a lot of people who don't know what's happening, being fed false information or wrong information, and they're believing it. So people have switched off their mental faculties that are supposed to critically analyze information. So you find a society that is mentally lazy. We're just taking in whatever we are hearing, and that's it for us. And also the other thing about um, spreading misguided information is that at the end of the day, you end up tarnishing the image of either the government or the responsible bodies. I'm not saying that uh, the government or the responsible bodies are always perfect or that they do everything right. But what I'm trying to say is that you have to give them credit and you also have to allow the person to speak um, about what's going on before you start pulling out information or discrediting them for this and that without even knowing what's actually going on. And now, like you see, sometimes you can spread misguided information about something and end up in a situation where you're defaming someone. And you know, that's also defamation in itself. It's an offense. So I just say people need to be careful of what they're saying out here. Be careful what you're saying, the medium through which you're spreading it, because there are consequences, and the consequences are not nice to look at or experience. In being careful of what you're saying and the medium through which you're spreading this information, Moko, could you please share with us your thoughts on the new media in this time and in this era, especially in line with the spread of information on the epidemic when you talk of the new media we're talking of the social platforms which are being used to spread information you know these days you can get something from insta share it by another platform and so on and so forth but uh even though it provides readily information that's there whenever you need it compared to traditional forms of news media other than them being accessible and you getting the information that you need you tend to ask yourself whether they're credible because we've seen a tendency of new media being used as a ploy to exaggerate uh, headlines in order for them to get like clicks and it benefits the corporations. It benefits the person who's exaggerating that headline and giving misguided information to people. And in turn, it tends to affect us psychologically. And the effect most of the time, if the information is wrong, it tends to have a negative effect or maybe give you a false sense of security. <laughs> in some instances because you tend to rely on it so i think you just have to be really aware of what you're looking at on social media are you able to sift through it recognize this article even though it has like really good information you have to like 
really do your research around it. So do not only rely on one one source of information because you're not sure if the facts are right or wrong. I'd encourage you both like do more research on whatever that you're reading out there. Speaking of right information, tell me more about that uh, versus information and also its effects. The main thing I'd say, the challenge that is posed to us as a society is that we are robbing each other of a right and that's a right to information that is accurate and i dare say that there's a mass violation of that right upon each other whereby because we have not substantiated the information that we have and yet we go ahead and post it and we air our grievances towards it then we end up robbing one another of that right to accurate information so looking at it i'd say especially from how fast the news spread is that we can't have a situation whereby the lives of people or the mentality of people are are weighed against the number of likes that you'll get on your Instagram post or on your Twitter account or whatever platform it is that you, you're on. So we really need to start re-evaluating what are some of the things that we hold to be of value and that we believe in. Because if we don't, then we're going to be a society that is very vain in that it doesn't matter what it is that we're saying so long as we've said it and so long as it's out there and so long as we've received a certain number of likes on our posts. And so I'd also pose that in as much as it's a challenge to our society, it's also a, a challenge upon this media platforms, this new media platforms. And therefore, what are some of the things that they're doing or steps that they're taking so as to ensure that whatever information that is disseminated is right and accurate? Um, and I remember this lady called uh, Masin Dagwa. I believe she's the head of public policy for East Africa Facebook. And she actually spoke of how um, for them, they have third-party fact-checkers um, whereby they've partnered. I remember one of the partners was Africa Check. So they check the content that is online. It's veracity, you know, it's truth. And once they've done that, they ensure that whatever thing that a person posts, it's like there's an alert immediately. And so once you get that alert, then they pull it down. But on how successful this has been, I'm not sure because we still find people sharing on WhatsApp groups <laughs> some of those um, misinformed posts and whatnot. But yes, um, I think for me, I'd say those are the two, three main challenges that apart from the fact that we are viol violating each other's right to accurate information um, is that there's a challenge to the media platforms on what are they doing and are they long term so that it's not only a matter of information that is or that concerns the epidemic 
but goes further to information that also concerns other issues, other greater issues in the society, because the epidemic is here with us. We don't know how long it will be, but our lives will continue, and there are other forms of information that we will come across. And so, yes, maintaining the sanctity of news is important. That's what I'd say. Yes. You've mentioned fact-checking, and it just reminded me of how this was also an issue with Twitter a few years back when Larry Madon is supposed to be talking about how was it cyberbullying? It had okay, it's still crazy right now, but the rate at which it was rising and ha- and its impact was so bad that um I don't think the African office yeah Twitter was really taking it as seriously as it takes um cases in the western countries so it comes down to you questioning the efficacy of this and to be honest i'm not quite sure i'm not like 100 percent sure that they're going to have one like find solutions that would help curb or combat this 100 percent but what institutions are doing, what governments are doing right now is trying to get ahead of the situation, which is a bit hectic. But anyway, we appreciate the efforts, but we should also put in effort to do the same. I think, Moko, for us as individuals to also try and help the government to get ahead of this thing is to just follow one simple principle, which if I can be allowed to manipulate it will be, you know how normally we are told, um, think before you speak? Then I'd say we really need to verify before you post. And how do you verify this? Um, Like the fact checker application that is used by Facebook I think that's technology that should be advanced such that it's available for any social media platform and any social media user such that when you post something there, it checks immediately and it knows that this is true to a certain percentage or this is false to a certain percentage. So kind of like how we normally have the plagiarism checker for our uh, papers, our essays. So I think that could help. And um, yeah, knowing the facts ahead of doing anything or saying anything is quite, quite important. So that's it from us. Out loud on the down low, we are out. Thank you. Good vibration, yeah. That's the positive vibes and we creating, yeah. Sounds that make you feel right, we keep it blazing, yeah. Forever shining this light, we keep it blazing, yeah. Boy, forever shining this light.